Hey everybody, welcome to a whole new episode of 22 Minutes of Transformation. I'm Sean Patrick and I'm here with... Karen Mills Austin. Happy New Week, Karen. How are you doing? Happy New Week. I'm I'm wonderful. Thank you. How are you? Um, I'm really good. I, uh, I, uh, I just recorded a interview with an author called Whitney Goodman and she wrote the book Toxic Positivity. It's so good. I really recommend it and I'm excited to share... And what came out of that conversation. But it speaks to so much of what we do on this podcast where there is no doubt there is a a transformational uh, highway to live, but it very much speaks to that is your path. You can't can't decide what's true for somebody else. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it was was very beneficial because, I mean, I'm, I'm sure this is, we've had this conversation on this podcast before where, you know, there's beliefs in the new age arena that I no longer believe. And I know you, some, some of them you never believed. I remember being at a retreat with you and, and you, um, you wouldn't do the, the practice where it was about like something being analyzed. You were like, I'm not looking for power outside of myself, um, which I've always thought is very cool. But myself who at one point I was, you know, taking in everything or any possible insight someone may have had about me (laughs) um it's really great to to continue to be in this world which i think is really positive um but on my own terms and and with my smarts that that's how yes 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 so that really does speak to the question and the question Mm -hmm. is are you in or out what does the question mean to you it's a question that Reverend Kathleen asked when I was in a my last few weeks of being a, of getting licensed to become a spiritual therapist, a spiritual practitioner. And she said, are you going to stay in the closet and only act like this, be like this when you are around like minded people? Or are you going to go out in the world and shine your light? Mm. That was really powerful. The idea is we can stay in. We can go to the mountaintop. Doesn't do any good for anybody except ourselves. When we go out and we are out in the world and we're bombarded by different contrasts, then we get to benefit because we can do this work and then others can benefit because maybe we've had a conversation with them or maybe we've said nothing and they have observed us. So I like to be out. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I love this. Um, everything you just said, and I, I'm, I'm not going to quote this correctly. And I also don't know who to attribute it to, but there's a quote I love that speaks about BA breathing, living, screaming example of, of better things. And I've, I've always loved that. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a man to, um, of a way to, um, of a way to live. And it, and it, it speaks to what I interpreted this question. And I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but, uh, when you said in or out it, to me, it reminded me of, the belief I had that there are no winners and losers, but there's people who are living their lives and there's people who are not living their lives. There's people who are being true to themselves and there's people that are 
on the sidelines, for example. And that's, yeah, and that is, because I had great therapist and this whole concept of winners and losers was so ingrained in my, in my psyche. I blame the nineties, but the, uh, the idea that there's no winners and losers, there's no hierarchy. You're living a life that is joyful and true to yourself or you're not. And you can be living a life that you earn a bunch of money. You're on the front of magazines. It's not true to you. That's not necessarily winning, but you, and also you can have a very authentic full life and, and you're not on the front of, of any magazine, but that is still winning. And for me, that whole idea of winners, losers doesn't exist to use the language of today's question. You're in or you're out, you're living your life or you're not living your life. Yes. I was listening to a really beautiful sermon yesterday that a friend sent to me by a man, a minister whose name is Tony Evans. He's apparently out of Texas. And he was saying that we get, we are free because we have a choice. Mm. So these are my words. We're free because we have a choice uh, and we get to decide if we're in, if we're out, if we're participating, if we're growing, if we're expanding, if we're staying small, if we want to be on this journey on our own, whatever it is, we get to choose. You know, when I was studying to be a practitioner, I wanted everyone to get this because it made me feel so good. And I remember, I think I, I've shared this with you before. I was, I was with Cheryl and um, I, and Cheryl was going through something and I said, let me pray for you. And she said to me, I don't need you to pray for me. And it, it took the breath out of me. I'm thinking, why doesn't anyone pray? Well, you know what? I have learned since then, because that was probably 15, 16 years ago, that Cheryl is very keen on making choices for herself and for herself. And I was proud of her as I look back on that for her saying, no, I'm good. I don't need you to pray for me. You know, it's really very, very powerful. And it's so, it's so nice to hear you use that example because I completely agree. It's the quote I used to be this example of, of something good. It's what we believe about in, you know, in, in the company. Uh, But it's also, having the emotional intelligence and just the downright intelligence to know that what's good for me might not be good for you. Right. This, this might be offensive to somebody like you, you, you use this example all the time of, you know, being caught, being conscious around not saying I'm blessed, I'm blessed because yes. it, it, right. it can, it can speak to, and you're not, and you're not. Right. Uh, and I know that there was a time that I, I traveled to Boston. I was meeting up with some people there. We were, it, it was for, it was for work. And I just was in a, I was in a sad place, but it was an accepting sad place. It was a melancholy sad place. But I said, and they were like, Oh, how are you doing? And I said, you know, I'm, I'm going through, I'm in a sad place right now. And the initial reaction was, uh, well, we got to fix that. We, right. we got to change that. So, so American, Karen, we have, um, <laughs> um because that is, uh, there's, there's no bad intention there. Uh, it's this, 
neuroses to ensure that things are always on a to, to ensure that no one's uncomfortable. I guess that's the way to put it. That's it. Whereas, right there. Yeah, yeah. Whereas what I would, what, and I, what I would appreciate, and I know in that moment, what I would have appreciated was, um, cool. Let's, let's, let, let's stay with that. Like, cool. Like no one has to fix your being sad. Um, and that's something dangerous. I do. Oh God. Dangerous is a strong word, but, um, being and being in this world of well-being spirituality self-help it's really important to know when you're helping and when you're not because even the most true teaching may be a there could be really poor timing to try and tell somebody about that yeah. you know what i mean yeah 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 uh, and you know uh we had talked about this earlier that we are each on our own journey each and every one of us. Um, we hear, I heard this recently, that even when we've had children, that um, we've just given birth to them. We don't own them. We, they are not obliged to us to take care of their parents for the rest of their lives or anything like that. We, we were simply the channel through which these, these kids have come into this world, and um, even with that, we allow them to find out for themselves their purpose. We can certainly encourage them. We can certainly um, um, give them it. We can have we can have talks with them, things like that. And our purpose is not their purpose. I remember mm-hmm. when Lindsay was doing gymnastics. Lindsay was an incredible gym, um, gymnast. She was rated on a couple of gymnastic elements mm-hmm. in the state. And I and so I was in that world of being with gym mothers, and we're all at the window looking at them, and I know that there was comparing and contrasting going on. They would go into the Olympics. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I had Lindsay was supposed to go to the when did you guys have the Olympics in London? She was oh, supposed 2012. to be at, Yes, she was supposed to be at that Olympics. Mm. <laughs> uh, but I and I never really spoke to her about that because that was something that I thought, oh, that would be really good. And you know, I have to tell you that Lindsay decided at some point that she didn't want to do it anymore. And she didn't want to do it anymore because she was, we had gone to a couple of competitions and um, young women had fallen and they were left without the ability to move their legs. So she was, she became afraid. Um, And then she thought, I guess, um, well, my friends are leaving too, so I get to leave. And I was really proud of her. Uh, for for doing that, uh, absolutely, and I I think we have this tendency to believe that when you're doing something on the world stage, that's that's necessarily better than doing it elsewhere. But actually, when you look beyond the perceived experience, um, especially with gymnastics, you know a handful of adult ex gymnasts who have very unable bodies in their. 30s and 40s because they used their body in a very strenuous and in many ways um, unnatural 
way. Um, unnatural is probably too strong of a word, but it's it's just to drive home this idea of having an individual path and the best thing for you, and you get to decide, am I in or am I out, Like, mm-hmm. uh, is might be different to what is the perceived better idea. Lindsay being in was not being a gymnast and going to the Olympics. The right. world would see the only way to be in would be she's going to the Olympics. But, and you know, Marianne Williamson has this quote, which is, some of your greatest successes you've thought to be failures and some of your greatest failures you've thought to be successes. Mm-hmm. And yes. I love that one because the world is very binary. The world is very good equals good, bad equals bad. But when we speak yes. about individualized experiences under this topic of in or out, what someone perceives as a failure. I mean, I can speak to your experience, if you don't mind, when you walked mm-hmm. away from some of the groups you were part of, the, the yes. I want to say like the, the elitist high T groups. I'm not wording it correctly. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. p- people can look at that as a failure. Karen didn't sustain her membership in these groups. But you know, that was one of your biggest successes. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. I think about And you were literally it. out. Yeah. I was, was literally like, yeah. out and I was free because mm-hmm. I made a choice just for me. Now, my mother was still part of these organizations. My sister was still part of these organizations. I have been, it's been very important to me to exercise my ability to be an individual. And yeah. Ernest Holmes says that um, as long as you're using choice, for example, and you're not hurting or harming yourself or anybody else, I've said this before, then we, then it's, it, then it's a good choice. Yeah, that so is a good choice. in that moment that I might have been hurting some feelings or something like that, but, the, and they got over it. My mother, after I stepped away, she eventually stepped away. My sister stepped away. And who knows why? We we have never spoken about mm-hmm. it. For me, it wasn't important. What was important was the choice that I made and how I felt about moving forward. So, yeah, we, this, this question. Go ahead. I was going to say, could we get um, your sister to come on whilst we talk about that? <laughs> Is that not what you want? <laughs> I'd love to have like a um a round table talk with 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 the Mills Alstons, but I'm I'm just yeah, playing. You're I, funny. I, I, you're funny. I'm funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I cut I cut you off with nonsense. Keep going. <laughs> um I so so it's important, this individualized journey. It's important. We come into the world on our own. Yeah, I'm a twin, so even with that, mm. I came out first. And then we we transcend into the next dimension on our own. Mm-hmm. So all the stuff in between, we get to um, we get to make a choice, and and I know that in the 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 basis of all of this, it really is about being free. It's all about yeah. being compassionate and loving and kind and and all those wonderful attributes that are so important when we, when we are operating in the world, no matter what's going on, we get to be kind and loving. 
And freedom is such a big value of mine. And using the example, I hope Lindsay doesn't mind of us using her as such a poignant example on this episode. But had she gone all out, what the world would call all in, uh, going to be an Olympic competing gymnast, uh, I think freedom would be one of the last things she had. And it's acknowledging what's important to you. And we see this over and over again. You know, I'm... I really respect Cameron Diaz. One, I love her as an actress, but she she retired from acting at 47 because yes. for that exact reason. I mean, she was a huge movie star, but she said, if, if I'm ever on a project, they own me, you know? And I'm not, I don't have my own decision. And she, you know, at 47, she, she stepped away from acting. I'm sure she'll be back, maybe. But um, she was recently a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race and she spoke about being with her kids, watching Drag Race, and she's just joyful. But the world would want her to keep acting because she needs to win an Oscar or what's after that, a lifetime achievement. And she said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to go and be free. And I just think that's so cool. It is. It is. And we all get to be free like that. You know, that is, can you imagine the, I'll call it pressure that she had on her to stay in, or perhaps she didn't. Um, There are many actors who would love to be in her situation and then she gives it all up. She was able to do what she needed to do to make money, to live the life that she is able to live right now. And All of that was orchestrated either consciously or unconsciously by her. It's beautiful. She said, I'm not going to walk in lockstep. I'm not going to allow anybody to own me, to have control over me. That's powerful. I I think it is too. And being someone who, once again, we can blame the 90s, uh, grew up believing that the pinnacle of existence was a movie star to actually to go beyond a child's mind of movie star being this untouchable godlike way to mm-hmm. live um, mm-hmm. to actually see oh hold up no matter how famous or i'm sure they're throwing it in your face that you haven't won this award or that award or that there's some other actress who's uh actor even who's um younger than you who's more up and coming and it's this never ending yes it's this never ending lack of freedom and to 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 call a day what needs to be called a day for you to start anew what needs to start anew for you uh i was it came up recently it was caroline miss um it was a caroline miss clip i i take her with a pinch of salt sometimes i love it sometimes i hate it but this particular clip when she was asked about you know how do you know you're doing what you're supposed to do and she said, because you don't feel like you're being asked to betray yourself. And Ooh. once again, to use Lindsay as an example. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much for letting us do this. Lindsay's Karen's daughter, by the way, for people who don't know. Um, it would have been a betrayal of herself to keep going to compete at an, Olymp- at an Olympic level of gymnast. It would have been a betrayal to her freedom or whatever it was for her. Uh, and that is how you know you're in. You're in because you're not betraying yourself. You know, and it's interesting because as you say that, I think about 
Abraham Hicks and, and what they say about how you know that you are in the vortex, how you mm-hmm. know that you are doing what you came here to do, in other words. And we're talking about moment to moment, day to day. They say that um, you feel good. You, it's, it, it's just that simple. You feel good. Whatever it is that you're doing, you're staying in the moment. You're, um, you're, you may be going to work. You may be working on a project or whatever, and you check in with yourself. That's a powerful practice, checking in with ourselves. How do I feel right now? And if I don't feel good, I get to, um, I get to see what it is that I'm doing, what emotions are coming up, so that maybe I can make an adjustment. Maybe there's something yeah. that I need to uh, have released in my body temple. Maybe, maybe I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. The, yeah. the goal, uh, the intention, the intention of feeling good all the time is, is my work. It's my work. Yeah. Because you don't want a spiritual bypass now, do you, Karen? Not at all. If you check in with yourself and you're not feeling good and you try and put that plaster on it that everything is fine, da da da. No, like it's so important to feel how you feel, acknowledge how you feel. Yes. And yes. make a uh make a plan from there. And the plan could be to set a new intention. I'm not saying you have to have a strategy and and a map, but the plan could be I'm I'm gonna change the direction I'm headed in because I'm not going to bypass how I feel. Oh, yes. this is good. This is good. Yeah, uh, it really is. Yeah. And, you know, the intention can be to, uh, and I say this in 10 principles because my last principle is be in joy now. Do yeah. something yeah. that allows you to um, be in joy, even if it's as simple as putting a smile on your face. Yeah, that's because I I, and that's why I smile so much. I smile so much because it reminds me that I feel good. It reminds me that my body temple is healthy. It reminds me that I'm not in the world. I'm in uh, this this vortex, this oneness of something that is really good. Yeah, I think I think one thing for me is um, and I've always done this. I, I dance every day and, and I love oh, it. Like yeah. I'll put on music and I want to be in front of a mirror and make sure you have the whole picture. Here. Um, and, and, and there is at some point in the day I realize, Oh, I'm going to go and dance. Uh, and I think, gosh, there's so many people who don't even, I mean, let alone dance. They probably don't listen to music from nine to five. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's an interesting time to explore living. <laughs> Shall we put it that yes, way? Yes, yes. Yeah. So whether you're in, whether you're out, um, maybe there. We just talked about ways that sometimes we're in, sometimes we're out. Um, wh- whether we are in or out of, at a particular time, we are. We always have the choice in our individualized yeah. lives to choose to be out to choose to be in. Thank you so much. Until next week. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>